Hey everyone, this is Jordan. I just wanted to say thank you to those of you who have become a monthly financial supporter of Great Light Studios on Patreon. Your support is a huge help in allowing me to have the time and resources to keep making videos to help those who have been impacted by the World Mission Society Church of God. If you see the value of the content being produced through Great Light Studios and you want to help us continue to make more, then would you consider becoming a monthly supporter on Patreon? You can join for as little as $2 a month, and for every level of support, you get different perks like early access to videos and exclusive content. I know that there's still a ton of work that needs to be done and so many resources that need to be created to help those who are negatively affected by the WMSCOG. Compared to other cult groups, this group is still fairly new to arrive on the scene which means that there are still very few resources out there responding to them or providing help to those who have been impacted by this high demand, high control cult. I'm committed to continue doing what I can to help current and ex-members as well as family and friends who have lost loved ones to the WMSCOG. I also hope to expand our content in the near future to provide resources for other cult groups like the Shinshianji cult which is another South Korean cult with a lot of similarities to the WMSCOG. Any amount of monthly support you might want to give goes a long way in helping content and resources to continue to be made. To become a monthly supporter, simply go to patreon.com slash greatlightstudios or click on the link in the description of this episode. Again, thank you to all of our patrons, and I hope you enjoy this episode. When I joined the church, you know, um, there's going to be a lot of love bombing. You know, you're going to feel that, you know, these, these people, you know, care about you and they love you, especially if you have like a, you know, in my opinion, if you if you got your head on your shoulder, you're going to school, you're, you got a good job or, you know, you you're, you can contribute in some kind of way, you know, and or, or you're an intelligent person, you're a good speaker, any, you know, anything that benefits, you know, that, uh, you know, trade, they're going to, oh, they're going to treat you like, you know, they're going to love bomb you and, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to. They're going to make you feel very important and very special. And, you know, you're going to you're going to feel those things. And, you know, they're going to encourage you to, you know, that, you know, that you're in the truth. So, you know, now now you can't keep it to yourself. You got to go share the message with others. And that's what God would would want you to do. And, you know, we need we're on a mission. We need to save these people before World War Three breaks out. My my thing that I would you know, that I would tell the members is that, you know, you know, when, when, when you're when you're going to this church, pay attention to, you know, what they tell you, you know, that how you're saved and how it changes with time and with conditions. And that should be your first that should be your first flag is that right. what they originally told you was going to, you know, one of your acts was going to save you. And then that one act of salvation that you perform then turns into another act and another act. Then you need to start, you know, realizing that there's something wrong with what they're teaching because they're teaching you first that you do this one single act, you're good. And trust me, they do say that. And they if keep anyone, moving the goalpost further and exactly. further. And, and seeing the members don't even realize that, you know, even the members that are in it, they're just looking at it as, oh, we're just studying truth with them. They don't, they're not even realizing that the goalpost is being moved for them as well, because it's never enough, even for the leaders, even for leadership, you know, and, 
And so it's, uh, you know, that that's one of the first red flags. But, you know, so I was in the church 2010 and, you know, I went through all the motions. When I came in 2010, it was, I remember I came in right in the, the end of the talent movement to where if you didn't bear 10, if you bore 10 talents, which means you, you know, you got people that were keeping service and they were tithing and you, you got 10 of them, you got a little, like a, little black face with a gold coin in it from heavenly mother and, and you were good and if if you didn't get one of those and you were you know pretty much a wicked servant that you know was wasting time you know and and it wasn't going to be good for you and then two years later 2012 it was the it was the completion of of the jerusalem temple and it, it was going to be the the completion of the jerusalem temple was going to be the, the end of the world and uh you know i remember i even had it written down i actually have my agenda right here from you know 2012 as you can see right here on the on the on the screen yeah i can't you know i can't make this up and then i got yep. it uh where is that? right here november 2012 completion of the jerusalem temple and so this was this was the time that we were we were supposed to go to heaven, you know, because it was according to the prophecy, you know, we were we had a we had to go to heaven, you know, because it was the completion. There's going to be no more material, and you know, like a it was like the prophecy of Moses. Once Moses was commanded by God to tell the Israelites to stop bringing material to build the tabernacle, so we were also yep. told. You know, Heavenly Mother said that's, you know, that's enough and we have enough to go to heaven. But what happened was when we started getting closer to the date, the goalpost moved. And, you know, yeah. I could, you know. And like, it was blamed, but, blamed in large part on on you guys too, right? Because you, were, oh, yeah. you weren't ready, you weren't prepared, and you need to yeah. repent, repent more and, and, and stop sinning and, and whatnot. It's exactly. your fault that that it didn't happen. And, and, right. and anyone that says um, that these teachings were not taught in the church of God and that, you know, it's a lie. Yeah. Come, come see me because I have a bunch, a bunch of, of, wow. you know, yeah, I have, trust me, I saved everything. I have, I have books on top of books and notes on top of notes. I have countermeasures because they have countermeasures for everything. Even you know, earlier I heard you guys, I mean, uh, the other day I heard you guys talking about, you know, you were mentioning about how he cannot die again in Romans chapter yep. six, I believe. Yeah, that, that's, gotta, that's one that we, we talked to you about in the, our first conversation. Yeah. Romans yeah. That, six, I think. Yeah. We got a whole it says Christ, I, I, Christ having died once will never die again or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And see, I got, I got a bunch of, uh, you know, we got very detailed, you know, um, countermeasures for like you know countermeasures coming on the coming on the clouds what that means and you know what you were here you were saying remember you were talking about this one last time about uh about how uh, i'm at home and king david only reigned for a certain amount of years be you know he reigned one part you know in uh in hebron and then the, the rest in in jerusalem well guess what they got a countermeasure too. It's like literally they they got countermeasures because because they know that there's so many holes in their and their doctrines that they try to you know come up with all they these you know keep it all all the all the plugs in yeah right but again yeah. there's not enough plugs because you know once they plug one thing up you see so many different 
you know, like specifically in that in the prophecy of King David. But anyway, to get back to my story, I'm sorry, kind of getting off track, but no, you're um, good. So basically, you know, and uh, you know, I went through the motions. I was I I was a teacher. They raised me up to study against you know people, pastors, and I mean, you got to witness that you know firsthand that you know the. I went and, uh, with the deacon, and you know we studied we studied with you guys, and you know, and so yeah. I was I was really confident in what I believed, and you know I thought I had the truth, and and all these things, and what happened was, in I think it was like beginning of twenty twenty one, or late twenty twenty, um, I ended up getting sick. I ended up getting sick. I had some I had some liver issues. And um, what happened was I actually had a stone lodged in my in my bile duct, and it was causing like this a lot of you know crazy stuff to make my liver malfunction. I had no idea. I ended up going to the hospital one night. They told me my liver enzymes were high, and it's a whole big ordeal. They had to keep me there. They said I had to have emergency surgery and all this. And so I'm in the hospital, and you gotta remember this is like in the beginning of COVID, and. Um, this, this is when you, you you know even right now you can't have anyone in the hospital with you so i was there by myself and and i'm sitting in the bed and i'm thinking like man i gotta i gotta have surgery you know in the morning it's emergency surgery they're not telling me that much information i just know there's something wrong with me and you know at first i'm thinking in my head like hey i've done so much you know like i've bore hundreds of fruits i've I've kept the Sabbath, I preach, I've brought in so many people, I'm always trying to do the gospel work, I'm always helping members, I'm always doing all these things, I'm, I'm going to be good, I'm going to be good. And I couldn't stop thinking like that whole night until before my surgery that I didn't have any peace and that I wasn't sure that if, 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 uh, if I was to not make it, you know, from the surgery that I, if I was going to go to heaven or not, if if I had did enough for father and mother to go to heaven. And I remember that that's not, that wasn't a good feeling to have, especially when you're in the lowest of lows, when you're in the, in the, the I mean, in the bottom of the pit, man, when you, when you need help, you need assurance the most, when you have no one there, I thought I could at least count on that. And I had no peace. I felt that, that I, I didn't know if I was going to make it or not. And when I would try to read the Bible for, for confirmation, to see like, man, it's got to be something with me. It is clearly an issue with me. So let me try to refine my faith by studying the Bible. Look at the examples of the, of the prophets or the apostles be, before me to see what was their attitude in situations like this. And yet I see them you know, facing death, and they weren't scared. And, you know, you have Apostle Paul who said stuff like, you know, to, to live is Christ and to die is gain. And you see these apostles being martyred, you see, you know, Daniel and, and, the, and the prophets in the Old Testament, and they have so much, you know, faith. And so I'm just thinking like, okay, there's, there's, there's something wrong here because I've done everything the church has asked me to do, yet I don't feel like, the apostles i don't feel like these you know stephen i don't feel like these people in the bible these christians that are that are saved and that are you know they're they're literally facing death getting stoned 
and looking up to heaven, smiling and seeing Jesus and feeling this peace and, you know, and, and, and feeling safe and, and comfortable and, and they don't, you know, and, and I don't have that. And so, you know, I remember after the hospital, after I got out of the hospital, you know, I, I, I came out good, thanks to God. And, you know, um, I kind of suppressed all those feelings that I had. And I just kind of put in the back burner and was like, okay, father and mother got me out of this. And, and, and you know, and I just got to thank father and mother for this, you know, and, and I just got to, you know, keep doing what I was doing. And, you know, I was, I started to go to the, I, I was going to the church still, but I was starting to have something stirring in my heart. And, you know, and I had already at this point, I had already listened to so many different Christians, you know, and, and apologetics. And, you know, I had talked to you guys and I had talked to so many people and all those things were still in, in my mind, but I never really like processed them. Like they were just mm -hmm. kind of sitting there because I still kind of like my heart was like, no, this has to be the truth. But it was a time when I was in the church and I was listening to the sermon and I was just like, man, I just don't feel, I don't feel right. Like some, I, like I can't, I can't shake this feeling. I don't know what it is. And then what started happening is I started remembering the time that I was in the hospital. And I kept thinking, and they, it wouldn't, every day I kept going back and thinking, I didn't want to remember it. I didn't, because those were like some of the worst days of my life. And I was like, uh, and I kept going back to it and, and thinking to myself, why didn't I have any peace? Why didn't I have any peace? And that's when I really started to ask, the, ask myself the question, like, you know, if once I started reading the Bible, because I remember I started, you know, again, I was like, well, there's something wrong with me, so let me search the scriptures. And I'm searching the scriptures, and I'm seeing, like, these, these apostles, and they're relying on, on the gospel, and they're feeling safe. Now I'm looking past the part where they're saying that if they die, that they know they're going to be good. And I'm, I'm seeing the reasons why, and why they're so confident, and the gospel that they're preaching. And I'm like, why don't why didn't I see that before and why don't why don't I look at it, at it like that why is it that my security depends on stuff that I do when the apostles and these these people of faith in the bible the reason they feel so secure and protected and 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 you know comfortable with whatever outcome is because they it's not anything that they they could do but it was what God did for them and they knew that ultimately they were good that no matter what happened to them, because they were in Christ Jesus, that they were good. And that's why things like, you know, what Paul said is, you know, to, to live is Christ and to die is gain, you know, th those things stood out to me because the, the apostles had no fear of death because they knew that, you know, God loved them so much. God had already promised them the free gift of eternal life for believing and trusting in him. And you know, and, and that's something that that it was it was a uh, it was a strange concept to me. I had no understanding of you know. It was always my salvation depended on me, and not God, and and it was what I did. And so when I started seeing that the reason they were so confident is because they weren't relying on themselves, 
that's the key is they're not relying on on their selves because every 10 times out of 10 you will fall short if you rely on your own works and your own actions you can do nothing the bible says in in romans chapter 3 that there is no one righteous, not even one no one who seeks god no one who pleases god we're all turned away we're all bad we're all corrupt but that's why the gospel is so amazing because once you believe and you trust in Jesus and, and his finished work on the cross, when, when you really realize and, and who Jesus is and how much he loved you, that even before you were born, before you did anything good or bad, he already took it upon himself to die for you. And that if you believe and you trust that, you're saved. Man, that changes you. When you really look find out the gist of the gospel and and like how how much god loves you that's what moves you and that's what i believe moved the apostles and what they were able to do what they did because they weren't moving out of fear they were moving out of love they realized how much jesus loved them and that is what moved them and so that's one thing that, that all these organizations lack is is one thing is I, I want to ask members have you ever felt that after you you heard a prophecy from the church you went to an education and you and you go and you and you leave and you feel pumped up because you heard a, a deep prophetic message and and how this year is going to be you know the end and, and you feel so pumped up and you go back and you're doing all these things but as time goes by and you get closer and they start moving the goalposts your faith starts, you know, cooling down and, and, and the, or the fear goes away and you, you slowly start, you know, slowing down. Why is that? Why did the apostles, once they, once they realized the love of God, why nothing slowed them down? You know, you have to see for yourself. You, 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 you have to realize that what, there, there's something very wrong with the, with the way that we believe in these kind of churches and the way that the, uh, the apostles and the early church believe is totally different. And, and, and it, it's, it's crazy. The, the, once you really realize the truth, the, the freedom and, and, and how you, your, your heart slowly begins to to change it, it, it it's amazing man it, it really yeah is. it's it's what you're describing i think is is one of the, the things that still to me is is one of the most unique things about christianity that makes it stand apart from you know other religions and ideologies it's it's this idea that like god in at the outset gives like his favor like like at, right at the beginning right up front he gives the favor he gives the blessing he gives like the love and acceptance and all that rather than you know the fact that we even are here are discussing this concept like this uh that we keep using of goalposts like that that's the, the seems like in the gospel like the whole point of like the good news is that the goalposts have been like eliminated there aren't goalposts anymore it's not about goalposts because it's it, like you're saying it's not about it's not about you it's not about your ability to do anything it's about uh you know it, it, the emphasis is on what jesus has already done which i think puts it should put a whole new meaning on the jesus's words it is finished when you know on the on the cross when he says it is finished it's 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 just to put it in the context of this conversation, it's kind of his way of saying that there are no goalposts. And so 
yeah, I think I think that's that's something that you know whether it's the World Mission Society Church of God or Mormonism or or Islam or any other religion, there it does seem like this is a pretty significant, unique thing that that Jesus and the apostles did teach that that does um, convey this idea again of a God who you get the blessing, you get the favor at the beginning, right up front with them. It's it's not that you know. If you preach enough, if you tithe enough, if you do enough, and if you keep yourself from doing all the bad things and you, you, you know, commit yourself enough to doing all the good things, then maybe someday down the road, you, you can, you can maybe grab hold of some sort of peace with God. Um, but it's always, it's always going to be up in the air. You know, it's always going to come and go with, with how well you're doing. And, and so, yeah, that, that's just, it's an exhausting way to live. And so whether, you know, you're, you're in the world of society, church of God or any group, even uh, evangelical Christianity, you know, I think falling into that, that self focus and self reliance, um, it's exhausting and uh, you can't have peace there, but it does seem that there is actually a peace that you can find when you approach God in, in a different way. And, and you get this concept that what if God is actually more like a loving dad, like a, a father who, you know, loves us not because of anything we're going to do for him, but just because of he's our dad, he's our father. Like, I don't love my kid because of what they are going to do or not do for me. You know, so there's some days where they're just, you know, they're just jerks and they, they disobey and they, they, yeah. you know, they're just annoying and, and, um, and they don't do anything for me. You know, they're not benefiting me really. All they're doing is, is, is making me have less money because I got to feed them um, and less time because I got to take care of them. And, and, uh, and so, but, but what if God is more, you know, like a dad who, you know, I, I love my kids and I do anything for them and, and, and I love them just as much on, on uh, you know, days that they're benefit. I feel like they're benefiting in me in some way um, as I do when, when they're not. And so, yeah, if, if God is like that, more like a loving dad than he is a, a taskmaster or a, a employer who will pay us if we if we do our part or love us if we put in our time on the time clock um you know i think if he's a dad that loves us unconditionally then that's that's a much different much better concept of god than what you're going to find i think in the wmscog um and i think you know what it sounds like you're saying in that did you find peace you didn't have peace in the wmscog so as you've kind of shifted how you think about these things do you feel some of that peace in your life now yeah so so right off the back then one thing that that i do not want to leave without mentioning this is i want to tell the members that you know uh, sometimes you know my, my my point of doing this is not to just say leave the world mission society church of god just leave it and don't do nothing just leave no that, that's not the point because if you leave and you do nothing then really you're you're still in the same boat 
and, and it's just like any other any other of these you know these churches that have twisted the the, the scriptures and, and you pretty much made make people slaves it's not enough to to just leave and do nothing like man if you really believe in god you have to take it from me there's a love you got out there and and you know jesus jesus loves you and and you know god loves you and there's peace there there's freedom in christ and that you you can that peace that you don't feel right now you can feel it you you will feel it if you, if you humbly seek the lord god is not going to sh- turn you away god is think of the parable of the prodigal son it doesn't you know a lot of people can can uh, take their experiences of leaving cults and say why did god do this to me and you know turn to be an atheist or turn to i don't believe in god because how could god do this to me i don't blame god at all for anything i give thanks to god for everything that's happened in my life because i know that god is a better storyteller than me and I know that this is all part of God's story for me and my life. And I know that God has a good path for me to walk. And I know how to go through these things because maybe if I wouldn't have came here, I wouldn't have been as interested to study the scriptures. And, and you know, and, and you know, instead of thinking like all the negative things and, oh, I wasted 11 years of my life and I did all these bad things. And no, I don't think that because I think, you know, I met wonderful people within this organization that I want to help, that I want to reach out to. And just like how I let a lot of people, you know, in to, you know, what I believe is, you know, 100% flat out false gospel, I want to help that many people plus times 100 get out and not just from this group, from, you know, any group that's teaching these kind of, you know, another Jesus, another gospel, because there is another Jesus. There is another gospel out there. They can, you know, Mormons will tell you they believe in Jesus. Jehovah's Witnesses will tell you they believe in Jesus. Church of God members, they will tell you they believe in Jesus. But that's why I said in the beginning, what, what about, what Jesus do you believe in? What about Jesus do you believe in? What gospel do you believe in? Those are the two important things that that you know we need to understand as christians and you know one of my heroes of the faith now um has become a uh, walter martin i don't know if you have you heard of him yeah he's a he's i have clips of him and some of our uh the, the staff of moses oh yeah that's first right, couple that's videos right. we play clips of him yeah yeah so walter martin i really recommend for the members of the church of god or any any group go to youtube and and uh just you know youtube the uh kingdom of the cults and and go through go through all those uh you know those those videos you know in order those helped me a lot and uh they made me they made me see because sometimes when you're a member of a certain organization and you're hearing things you know about that certain organization you have a like a put your guard up and sometimes you don't you you're not really hearing people out because you're feeling attacked but when you when you hear like you know for instance what helped me a lot when i was first coming out and when i was hearing people talk about like you know when when i was hearing walter martin talk about mormonism 
or you know the Jehovah's Witness or these different organizations, I started to realize there was a lot of similarities in the in these churches, right. you know, uh, right. with the world they study church and God, yeah. and how they and, and I think that I wouldn't have noticed it because if I was just hearing someone talk about the world mission study church of God, you know, I would hear it, but not with the same you know open mind as when you know I'm hearing them talk about another church. You know, now I'm starting to, oh, okay, see, I'm seeing the similarities now, like all these, and I'm realizing, now I'm realizing that all these cults really is, is the same, you know, it's pretty much the same difference, you know, they move the goalposts a lot, it's a different Jesus, it's a different gospel, there's no peace, and that's their design, that's how they keep you, is it's, it's, it's a cycle, you're never supposed to feel peace, you peace you might not feel like you have to go or you have to try your best there or anything like that but they want you to that's why constant and then when that's not enough they have to bring in the scare tactics you know every year you're gonna you know you're gonna go to heaven and and you know every year it just it just changes and changes and they consume your life and and you know they tell you you know you got to be here every single day because if you're not there every day what happens is you have a chance to think for yourself you have a chance to hear, you know, the other side. And so by them always keeping you there every single day, there's always something to do. You never have time to, to think for yourself. You never have time to really ask God, you know, get on your knees and, you know, have that relationship with God, you know, and so. Right. So what then, what was it basically pretty soon after your surgery, um, that you you ultimately left was it a matter of months yeah so so ultimately i'm sorry i keep i keep uh missing point man when no, you're, <laughs> I, get yeah, so I know there's, there's so I, so many things here that man that i'm sure he, are he, inside of you that you want to talk about so totally, ele totally 11, 11 years worth of emotions brother <laughs> right now but <laughs> but um yeah. Anyway, so when so when I got out of the surgery, yeah, it, it you know I, I like I said I had come I had kind of said no, you know, father and mother got me out of this, and then I kind of start you know thinking why why I feel this peace, and then I start studying the Bible and seeing the inconsistencies, and then uh, you know as a few months went by, that's when I went you know I started to think to myself, well, man, I, I don't I don't believe this is truth anymore. I just don't know how to come to grips with you know me ain't even me saying that felt you know awkward like do i really believe that this is no longer the truth and so what happened was you know there was nights when i remember i would pray and i was just like, you know god if 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 god if you're you know if it's you you know listen to my prayers and if it's you jesus listen to my prayers and i started you know for the first time in, in 11 years I started using the name jesus you know and i was like not sure you know and, and but the thing was when i started reading the bible and i started seeing verses like jesus saying you know come to me and you know ask me and knock you know and seek me and i i believe those because one thing you're taught in the church of god is you're supposed to believe the words of god are true so don't be biased on only the verses that they tell you to believe those 100 percent. believe god's words in matthew 5 jesus says ask him ask him and he won't turn you away 
And when, when, when I started asking God to reveal himself to me, I started to realize things in the Bible that I had never seen before. And I started, after that, I started getting more comfortable praying to Jesus and asking Jesus to the point to where once I really, once it clicked, like the, the gospel and, and who Jesus was, there was no turning back. It got to a point to where I realized and, and it just hit me like, did what I believe was a false gospel and there's no way I could ever go back to that. There is no freedom. I was a slave. I was, I was believing there was a, it was a, it was a false God. And, you know, and, and I felt, you know, all these emotions came inside and, um, man, you know, I cried. I, you know, so many emotions were going through me and I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't talk to anyone because everyone, literally everyone that I knew was inside the church. All my loved ones are, you know, inside the yeah. church. And, and so you ask me something. Yeah. Well, I'm just wondering then since you've left, like, what's that, what has that experience been like leaving and how did people respond? 11 years of being <laughs> It, a part of a group like that and then to leave i i can't imagine what that does probably relationally and and you know internally as well but what what has that been like how have how have people responded to that okay so you know just to give some examples like my my wife she's still in the church and you know she i don't want to you know because i don't want to cause no friction with her in the in the church or anything like that but you know uh you know she's still in the church she she still believes in you know what the you know what the church teaches and you know i'm not i'm not here judging her keeping her like hey you know i'm forcing you to not that that's not you know ultimately we have a free a free will to to make our decisions but obviously you know there is a lot of there's friction that you know automatically yeah. comes with you know that's because because when you're married you know you you're you're one and so you know um obviously you care about one another and and if one person has the truth and the other person thinks they have the truth then you know you dialogue and sometimes you know uh agree to disagree sometimes you know you know it gets a little heated but you know my thing is you know i'm not arguing to say that i'm right or wrong my whole thing you know what's in the bible we can trust the words of god you know and so um that that's how i'm kind of taking it i'm taking it day by day i'm praying to god you know that uh, his will be done and you know I, I do believe that you know eventually people people are going to see the light man because you know i i feel like one thing is about the world mission society church of god is that it's a fairly new cult and so a lot of these churches that's been here for hundreds of years like there's a lot of resources on them so people can you know go to the resources right. if, if people have questions about they're doubting yeah. and they can go and they're you know they're seeing these things and they're like oh, okay you know this helps me get out but when it comes to the world mission society church of god or these new movements you know they there's not that much resources out there and so you know this is why i appreciate things that that you know that you're doing jordan because you're you're helping a lot of people you help me in a lot of ways and you're helping a lot of people man and i thank god for you and uh you know th this work is really important because there's not that many resources on the world mission society church of god mm -hmm. and uh you know 
and sometimes you hear, you know, certain videos of, of people leaving the church and, you know, but they seem like they're, you know, in a, in a, you know, sad or dark place. And, you know, and so sometimes members looking from the outside in, they kind of have questions, doubts, but then when they see certain, you know, videos and then they, they don't really feel like, you know, well, if I leave here and I'm just going to be worse off, then, you know, I just will just, you know, stay here. And so, I feel like, you know, I wanted to come out here and say that, you know, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm going through a, a lot of things right now. You know, my life is not not perfect. I have my battles. I, I you know, I'm 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 dealing with health issues and and you know, certain things like that. But I, inside of me, I'm happy and I'm at peace. Mm-hmm. And and like Paul said, to live is Christ and to die is gain. And, you know, and, and so I'm, I'm so, I'm more happier now than I've ever been. I feel so much peace. I feel like the Bible is making so much more sense to me now. And like, uh, I can, I, like, I can trust the word of God. And, and, and it's so different when you're being taught something as to when you feel God is teaching you and you're realizing these things as you're studying the scriptures. And these are things that, no one can take away from you. It's like really what Jeremiah prophesied is that when, when the new covenant is established, you, you don't need someone to teach you. God himself is going to teach you. And, and, you know, study the scriptures, you know, study the scriptures, get on your knees, you know, pray to God. He listens. He's there. You know, it, there is a true God. And, and you know, we, we have to, it, it's our job, you know, to, you know, a lot of people think, well, if I'm in a cult, I've actually heard this from members. Well, you know, if it, well, if I am wrong, it won't be my fault because, you know, uh, someone else taught me this or someone else, you know, is the leadership's fault. But remember, Jesus said, if the blind lead the blind, they both fall in a pit. See, again, we, we, we have no excuse because we have the scriptures before us. You know, sometimes I think like the early Christians, like, man, what a, he, my heroes, like speaking of heroes, man, they're really like, wow, amazing examples because, you know, they didn't even have the, you know, and those times, like it was, you could, you didn't have your hands on a copy of the Canaanized Bible. They, you didn't, you know, they didn't have all these, you know, scriptures in one to where they could study it to their heart's content, you know, they were getting persecuted, it, the, you know, the early stage of the church, you know, they had to hide caves and holes to worship God, speak the name of Jesus, they were getting martyred and killed, and now we have the convenience of the scriptures in front of us, we can study these every day on our, on our, on our days, all, we get off of work on the weekend, it all makes me feel guilty how much, you know, time I actually spend on studying the words of God when the apostles, they would love nothing more but to be able to have what we have now. And we have so many resources, you know. So so now when I say that, it, you know, it, it is, we are going to be held accountable because to, you know, what, what is what does the Bible say, to, you know, to the person that, you know, who's, who's receiving uh, much, much will be, you know, required of him, you know. So, we have we we have all the you know we have the words of God and and we're able to to make a conscious choice of you know what is truth and what is not obviously with God's help but we we need to put our our you know faith 
and and what we believe in the fire and see if it comes out you know because again a lot of these people even there's a lot of people like that were born into the church kids that are now you know my son is is 15 years old and he you know he he grew up in the church and you know he he doesn't you know i feel like there's a lot of people kind of like how i was like i was saying in the beginning i was a christian I called myself a Christian, but I didn't know anything about God or Jesus other than what I was taught. So if someone was to ask me, why is Jesus, you know, the Christ? Why is, why do you, I wouldn't have an answer for it. And so, you know, I encourage, you know, the, the, the members, you know, even the younger members that are growing up now, you know, and like uh, that were grown up in the church don't don't really know why they believe you know or, or members that are there and kind of just started going because they were scared and world war three was going to break out and you need to come into the church and you know ask what uh, why are you why do you believe in, in 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 them as god and does it stand up to the scriptures you know and and ultimately like i want to you know w you know with your help jordan i kind of want to maybe in the future you know we can go through these through these sermons that they give and really, you know, see that they're actually, you know, they're not even half of the prophecies that they say are like these amazing prophecies and that show out a shadow of doubt that they're God. We can shut them down from the very beginning, cutting them down from the roots because they're not even real prophecies to begin with. <laughs> right. But that does kind of lead me to, I have a few more questions, just, just quick uh, little questions I wanted to ask to kind of wrap this up as you, You've come out and, and we're talking about the Bible. So you were like you're you were a really passionate Bible guy. You still are. But but, you know, as I knew you when you were still a member, um, I knew that you were somebody who really passionately believed the doctrine and studied. And I think even within the church, you were kind of viewed as, as one of the guys who had all the answers. And if you had questions, you know, go to Edgar sort of thing. And, and so, you know, when I think about you in that time, I think about somebody who really confidently believed that you had the truth and that the WMSCOG doctrine was just this profound, deep, like, understanding of the Bible that nobody else had. So, so my question uh, is just, do you, do you believe that still? <laughs> Obviously, I know, but, but, but do you believe or how do you view now the WMSCOG and the way that they handle the Bible. Do you think that they have like some profound, deep grasp of of the Bible and, and prophecy and things like that? And, and uh, kind of what's your take on all that at this point? Yeah, I believe that the way they handle the Bible is very irresponsible. I don't think that anything of their, what they say, their so-called truth is profound at all. I believe that there's a lot of groups that you know uh focus on the scriptures a lot and come up with a lot of prophecies a lot of mathematical equations a lot of ways to twist your mind around like the seventh day adventist you know one of the biggest you know studies in the world mississippi church of god that i remember reading my father thank god you know i forgot to mention a lot of my family's out you know i'm still working on on some of them but you know my, my dad that came out he used to always say how the number one prophecy that got him to believe 100 percent was the prophecies of daniels and how it was so amazing and and you know the you know the history behind it but the thing the prophecy didn't even originate with the church of god it, you know seven day adventists you know uh 
came up with that prophecy. And the funny thing is, even I remember there was a point when we were learning a speech that, and uh, we were, you know, literally the, the leader of the church at that time was printing out diagrams from a Seventh-day Adventist article in order to print it out for us, for us to, you know, draw it out on the board. But we're using Seventh-day Adventist, you know, uh, teaching, you know, a way of teaching their diagram, their writing, you know, to, to teach our prophecies. And so, you know, a lot of these prophecies, you know, I've heard Kelsey mention in the past about how coming from the East and Fig Tree were, you know, preached by the Unification Church, you know, and, you know, and, and even, even you know, the funny thing is, like, I can't wait to get to these prophecies because even coming from the East, like, that's not even talking about Ankhon. That's talking about, you know, Cyrus, you know, the physical King Cyrus coming from Persia. Mm. And, you know, there's so many, you know, so I already know what they're going to say. That, oh, it's a spiritual King Cyrus. Well, when we get to that part, we'll see if the Bible is talking about, you know, everything is spiritual when it benefits, you know, us you know them you know and so we and so uh you know but anyway uh but yeah so i don't know if that's your your question i think it does yes yeah, so you you okay. do see issues now with the way that the wmsug handles the bible um yeah so so a couple more things just real quick um and i know this is there's so, so many things within these questions that we could create whole series of videos and I hope I hope we can do more in the future but if somebody asked you uh, which I'm doing right now to give you know just a couple two or two or three um, reasons why the WMSCOG the World Mission Society Church of God is unbiblical what's what's sort of like what would be the first like just a couple of, of like the really big things that you would just immediately think of to say, okay, this reason here is why the WMSCOG is clearly false. Like what, what's just a couple things you would, you would tell somebody to, to very quickly uh, point them to, to why they should not trust this group. So right off the back, man, no change of heart whatsoever. Your heart never changes. And that's the one thing that God is looking for. Uh, number two, no peace. You have no peace when you're in the church. It doesn't matter what you do. They keep moving the goalposts. You keep moving it for yourself because of what you understand in your head, and you, you, it's never enough. You're never, and, and guess what? You're never going to be enough because it doesn't depend on you. You're, that's the problem. So, you know, you're never going to have peace. Your heart's not going to change. And if I had a if I had to pick a third one, um, you, you become legalistic. You become what you earnestly preach against, calling people Pharisees and Sadducees. That's literally what you become, because you're basically going out and telling people that they can be saved if they don't observe this, observe that, and basically you become a, a teacher of the law. And you, you become self-righteous and you, you believe that you're saved because of the things that you do, the actions that you do, the law that you keep, whether you want to call it a old covenant, new covenant, old law, new law, it ultimately depends on what you're doing. Well, what's the difference between the Pharisees and Sadducees and us? Because isn't that exactly what the Pharisees and Sadducees were doing? Is they had legalistic righteousness? They believed they knew everything. 
They didn't have any more room for God's words. They weren't open-minded. They closed themselves out because they thought they couldn't be taught anything else. They knew everything they needed to know. They kept the law perfectly to a T. But again, God said to them, inside your dead man's bones. And so, you know, we need to think about the, those things. Everything that Jesus, my encouragement is read the, one of my favorite chapters is, is uh, Matthew chapter 5. What in a, you know, you want to talk about, you know, sermons like, man, this, this pastor, you know, Jeff Durbin, Frank Turek, you know, Walter Martin, all these, you know, the, the main, they got some, you know, really good sermons out there. You go to, you know, you go to, you know, I go to a Christian church now, you know, I, I go to, I go to different churches, uh, Christian churches. Uh, I realize now that it's not the church itself can't save you, you know, like that's another thing we can talk about another day. Like mm -hmm. I feel so free right now. I got baptized in a Christian church now, you know, I, I feel amazing. Uh, I feel like I received the gift of the Holy Spirit. I feel like I'm, I'm my heart's changing. I, you know, I feel, I feel great. Um, but you know, as far as, uh, what, what was, what were we saying before this? What, what what was the topic we were on, Jordan? Slip my well, mind. No, you're Wait. good. I'm, I I asked you about like the the main the main things you would tell somebody to to tell them why the WMSCOG is false. So, um, right. So I feel like you're you're. Go ahead. Yeah. So you know, again, it it is the peace is the is the change of heart, and you become you become legalistic, and you know, and so when you when you start going to these churches, man, you and to to when you actually you know be around you know real Christians, you you see there's a totally there's a total difference there, you know, like mm. uh, these that they're not they're not legalistic. They're you know they're they're one hundred percent dependent on God's grace. And you know God, God's mercy, and you know what God did for them, and you know they're, you know they have peace inside of them, you know, and and you can see their hearts. It's not a superficial love bombing that wears off with time or with conditions. It's genuine love, you know, genuine, like. Yeah. A, when 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 you're sick, you know what I mean. Like you know, I I've I've yeah. gone to you know these churches now, and you know the brothers and sisters call me like Andrew, how you know how you doing? You know, uh, uh, you know we've been praying for you. You know, like I never got that before, and you know, in the well, you're you know, not allowed would, to even talk about. You're not allowed to talk about if you're doing bad, right? Like you're. Oh no no. You're not you're, allowed you're, to be unhappy or to express issues or struggles or problems you have to you have to keep that inside and just pretend like it's not there yeah you're you're a child you're a child of promise like isaac isaac's always smiling so you better not be <laughs> frowning when you're in the church right. of god because then you, you can't be isaac you we literally have a new song in the new song book that says we have to be like isaac like children like a child of laughter child yeah. of promise always smiling always laughing you know, AKA uh, you gotta be a fake puppet robot that does exactly. not know how to express emotions and has to feel afraid and shamed and guilty to, to express real struggles. And it's, it's crazy to me because like what, just, just the relational aspect of that, where you can't have real relationship with people. That's something that always baffles me to learn about the group is how members are discouraged from really getting close to one another it seems like i don't know if that was your experience but it seems often like members are discouraged 
from by the leadership from like really connecting or like 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 uh really really being human beings together and, and developing real friendships it, it seems like it all comes back kind of full circle back to this whole thing of information control and thought control and them wanting to be able to fully control every individual and not let what like if, if people start to get together and talk about what they're really struggling with what they're really thinking what they're really feeling then that could create problems uh and so See, so i think that's part of why they don't allow that and they kind of try to keep everybody in their system keep everybody in their spots doing their thing so that you know again like robots they'll stay on their a proper place on the assembly line and, and just keep keep the thing keep the whole machine moving and, and if one person starts to express emotions it could kind of throw the whole thing out of whack and so it's just see, it's just crazy when you see how all the, this stuff operates man you you just hit the nail on the head with a sledgehammer bro like like honestly like when you when you said that about uh you know the um the say say again i, I want to be able to make sure i i uh -huh. catch the the point of which the the last thing that you said yeah i mean i'm just i'm just talking about like the <laughs> i i just heard this recently just from another member i was listening to another member share their testimony about like not not being allowed to be in relationship really like real relationship where where you can express your your real struggles and and not wanting members to get close together and and to me I, I don't know i look at all that and that that just points me back to this whole idea of control like thought control and that, that and, they go ahead and, and that makes me that's that's the that's exactly the biggest like that's so crucial that you say that because when when if if they were to allow that for us to actually tell each other like you know hey i'm going to actually going through this i'm not perfect I, I i'm dealing with this sin or i feel like this i you know I, I have this weakness i'm sad then the church all of a sudden doesn't seem perfect all of a sudden you start to see these you know weaknesses and they don't want that see you're supposed to put on the front to make the new people and everyone around you feel like everyone is yeah. in great spirits everyone is so happy everyone has peace everyone is but in, is in so reality if, if, they, if they really knew what was inside of each other wow wow yeah. and so like for, for, for those listening it's just ask yourself why, why would you want to be a part of that like this that is that's it's a show it's like it's like a big stage play it's not real like you're not you're you're rather than you actually being involved in something that's producing real peace and solving you know the real problems in, in your life and in your heart uh you're just having to pretend what like like it is you're having to, to fake it uh and it's just what why like is that if if, if there is a god who who loves us and who is who the bible says he is is that really how his church would operate like like it, right. it, it does god really like like expect us to fake it and just like if we're feeling all this pain and struggle god just wants us to like smile like 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 that's gonna get him like that's gonna dis like he's gonna be like duped by that and think that we're really yeah. fun. i mean like what what's even going on there like what why would you want to be 
a part of something like that. It, it's just, right. it's a charade. It's a game. It's like you're all just playing this giant game that that's not doing anything for you. You know, there's no winners. You're you're all just guilty and and yeah. full of shame and don't have peace, like like you're yeah. saying. Uh, yeah, man. It, it man, what like what? To even talking about it, even hearing like just hearing that, like I don't, I can't believe that. Like I was in in there for eleven years, and that you know, like man, if I could if I could go back in time and you know tell myself when I first came into the church, like you know, get out, you know, and and uh, you know, yeah. read the Bible for yourself, and and don't don't just believe everything that they that they tell you. You know, they they have they they limit the information so much. They they you know remember the the there's no darkness in 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 Christ. The Bible says that there's no darkness in 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 God whatsoever. So why do they why do they hide so much information from you? What well, well, you know the, the the true the true gospel, the true church, the the true light of the world would never do things like that. They hide so many things from you. They take, you know, they they take books, chapters. They change constantly. They change their doctrine, and then they tell you that they never said something. Right. When when I have documents, like I literally just showed you, to the, you know, an agenda I have from 2012, <laughs> where they told us, you know, that the completion of Jerusalem Temple was going to be the end of the world, and then you know they changed it up, and then um, it was uh, 2014. And 2015 was the year of Jubilee, and that was supposed to be the end of the world. And I was sitting in a sermon in, in Wichita, Kansas, inside the church when the leader of the church at that time, uh, in, in, the, in plain service, and members that are here in Wichita know that I'm not lying, he rose his right hand in the middle of service while he was on the on the in the on the altar and said yeah. if if the if the mighty angel herself meaning me mother rose her right hand and said that that is going to be the end and this year 2015 if she said that then then i'm raising my right hand and saying that it's this is gonna this is it this is the end yeah. and then when they got and then i remember during that time and uh and you know later you know we can you know if, if uh, i have people that can verify this like uh the preaching got so out of hand that there was you know, telling preaching what we were being taught that the end was coming in september 2015 that the fbi came to to the wichita church to investigate what was going on um why why you know they were hearing that we were pretty much threatening that there was a nuclear war and that they wanted to know if we were you know because that's what we were, we were preaching doomsday the end was coming to where the fbi had to get involved mm -hmm. and then once they got closer to that date just like in 2012 and just like in 2010 oh that's not really what we meant it's it was just it's, it's a spiritual mm -hmm. thing and yeah. then 2007 you misunderstood us you misunderstood exactly. us. you you took it the wrong way brother yeah. exactly and so every so year bad. it's something man and, and so like you know uh i know that some churches like you know because every church is, is the same the same thing but there are some differences like you know literally i could tell you like here in, in uh wichita and in the in the denver colorado the midwest region like 
man, we've heard so many prophecies like every year we were going to go home. I remember after 2015, a lot of people left the church. So kind of 2016 went down the drain a little bit. So 2017 comes around, they had to do something. So 2017, what they said was, oh, this is the year of resurrection. So now, uh, 2015, we were supposed to go to heaven because it was like a, it was the spiritual Passover 2014 and 2015. The reality of that is 2014, 2015. So we're living in the spiritual Passover, the year of Jubilee. That's when we were supposed to go to heaven. Oh, but it didn't happen. So three days after Passover, after Jesus' burial, he was resurrected on the 17th. So prophetically, spiritually, 2017 is the spiritual year of resurrection. So what happens on resurrection? We're supposed to go to heaven, right? So we were like, let's do our best to, you know, go out and preach and, and resurrect, you know, and we're going to ascend to heaven. Well, guess what? <laughs> Everybody's still here, right? So then uh, <laughs> 2017 passes. Now it's, two, now it's 2018. Well, they had to come up with a new prophecy for 2018. So what was the deal for 2018? Oh, well, you didn't know? This is the actual year that everything's supposed to go down because guess what? If Aung San Hong was, was still to be alive, he would have been a hundred years old this mm -hmm. year. So guess what? When did, how old was Abraham when he had the child, child of promise, Isaac, born of Sarah? He was a hundred years old. This is painful. So now, exactly. <laughs> so, now, so now, Aung San Hong is a hundred years old. This is the year when the spiritual Isaac, the real child of mother, oh, is going to yeah, come sense. out and, and do his sense. work. I buy it. We're gonna, yeah, <laughs> wait, we're going we're gonna to go to heaven. This is the 100th year. Well, guess what? It's 2022, and, and everybody's still here. So, you know, and then, I, I mean, man, oh, I geez. literally, I've been through every single prophecy, you know, yeah. and, um, and so, you crazy. know. And and that's the thing that's sad is that they're just gonna keep doing it and doing it. And yes, doing and it that's because... why I like I I laugh because it, part of it is like it really is just humorous the way you describe it. And I think you you're just a good storyteller. But but uh, the other part of it is like I'm probably laughing because I feel so much frustration about it that it's just uh, it's just like who who is it that's at the top that's making these decisions and what what is going on in their minds. Are, like, do they really believe that these prophecies are true? Like, how? It's just like the the mindlessness is, is what it is. Like, it's like people are taking their brains out and putting them in a fridge or something and just walking off. It's like how how can you not see that, guys? This isn't working. This isn't panning out. And at what point does this thing lose credibility? Like, at what point do you say, okay? Maybe these people don't have a clue about anything. <laughs> man, and, and it's so crazy, man, because, like, again, when you study the Bible, it's like a total different, like, I mean, you have instances where the apostles has Jesus, like, they're trying to get a end-time eschatology, like, Jesus, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom? And yeah. Jesus rebukes them. And I'm like, man, it's, it's not for you to know. 
You know, it is yeah. not none of your this business. You know, you just yeah. exactly. And you know, but here it's like it seems like, and it's not just I'm not just isolating the church God. This is a similarity oh, no. that happens in all these different yes. organizations, all these different calls. They have yeah. one thing in common: is scare tactics. Every year they come up with a different yeah. prophecy, and the reason why is keep you there and to keep you busy and to keep you doing all these efforts because yeah. to make you think that this year is it and then once it doesn't happen they move on to the next one and to the next one and to yeah. the next one because it, you know, yeah it, it's a it's a great tool for productivity um and i yeah i think like this is some for some reason um <clears throat> i think you're getting to a lot of probably what the reason cult groups have a just this fascination this obsession with prophecy end time prophecy and making predictions that obviously never come to pass but i think if you if you want to know if you're in like a a uh, a cult like a cult that is just um uh, probably not going to benefit you and and that's dangerous in, in a lot of ways then then uh, one way to determine that is is to see whether or not they have this sort of like this obsession with prophecy and end times and making these predictions. Um, but something about it seems to just be sort of something that is um, in a lot of just religious people in general. Like, because I I've seen this within evangelicalism. It's just been something that's frustrated me a lot. And it's not it's not as like pronounced and and clear as it is in cults where there's like the whole organization is making like these proclamations that you know the end is coming in such and such a, a date that that's happened in like little weird uh christian churches that are basically cults in themselves but but i've seen it like with individuals or like like different people within and i'm not even talking like cults now i'm talking just evangelical christianity where people get this like uh weird fascination with like like the end is near and things are about to get really really bad and 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 this year like i i mean there were christians who were talking about 2012 and and i think 2014 and like i i've i've grown up with with this my whole life with um with just this this idea that things are about to get really bad and we better all be ready because things are about to get bad. And, and I don't know what that is, but something about certain people are just more like psychologically bent to like get obsessed with these sort of things. And it, it yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. It, it frustrates me to no end. It's just, it's. I think it's just the mindlessness of it. And when you people have experienced being wrong over and over and over again, and then they keep doing it, and they keep making the yeah. predictions. And they seem yeah. to still think that they're going to get it right. It's just, right. I don't know what that is. I don't know what could cause somebody to enter into that sort of state of mind. But, um, but and, that, and that, that's a great, that's a, a clear, a clear sign uh, that the WMSCOG is, is false. 
I mean, how many failed prophecies do you need before you start to realize, like, maybe there's something, maybe this isn't the perfect truth because, you know, that there's a lot of lies that, right. you know, they've been saying the world's going to end yeah. for some time now and we're still here. So, you know, either God's lying or, you know, some, the yeah. Bible's lying, something's not right, you know? Exactly. And, and uh, but, you know, it, it's sad to say, but, you know, um, when, when you're so deep into these churches and again it goes back to when they when they basically make you trust them when, when you trust them then they can, they can literally tell you anything and and, yeah. and you'll believe it and you yep. know again that's why the bible tells us you know we shouldn't put our trust in man you know our trust should always be on god and we should always be able to you know examine even an apostle again i go back to the example of apostle paul in the book of acts chapter 17 uh, with the uh, with the Berean Jews, he uh, you know they didn't look at him as you know oh he looked this super apostle we cannot question him even apostle mm -hmm. Paul they were you know he was they were making sure that what he was saying was true you know but these mem like members they don't dare to you know question mm -hmm. anything of the of the truth even though the Bible is telling you test the spirits you know find out if it, if it's yeah. really from God. You know, and you know, it, it, you know, yeah. it's sad, but we, you know, it, it, it's also, you know, it's also. I feel like everything is according to God's timing, and I think that now is also the time that, you know, uh, you know, I believe that God puts us all in in different, you know, places that we're we're uh, we need to do our part, and I think that, you know, I, I feel that God wants to shine His light on the World Mission Society Church of God. And um, it's time for people to, to come out of there and a lot of these cults and, you know, and, you know, it's our job to spread the kingdom. You know, you know, Daniel's is one of the books that I used to struggle with a lot. And now I realize, like, in the book of Daniel, it's all focused on God's kingdom and how God's kingdom appeared. And, and you know, God's kingdom is, is right now being advanced. And we are that kingdom. I was in Revelation chapter one. We are being built into a kingdom of priests. And, you know, right now we're, we're doing God's work. And, and you know, it, it, it's time. Yeah, we're going to... We're gonna to have to do a video on Daniel because that was a, I know that was a hang up for you for a while and so let's 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 tackle that that topic as well uh, sometime soon because I think that's probably something that hangs up a lot of people. If you were hung up by it, chances are there's there's probably a lot of other people that get hung up by by the, the Daniel prophecies as well and it might just be one of those things that is keeping a lot of people kind of stuck in in the group so. So that that's a topic we I actually think I have a note that we need to cover that sometime with you yeah. because I know that was a big a big thing for you so yes sir yeah man uh, you know um hey part two stay tuned right <laughs> <laughs> yes well we'll we'll definitely have you back and there's man there's so many questions I want to ask you that I'm just having to make myself stop at this point because I know we've been going for a while I'm sure you could go forever but uh, oh yeah yes once. Once we get these out and, and uh, kind of introduce Deuce to you onto the channel and kind of let you share um, as you have a little bit of your story, definitely want to have you back. And um, I want to just say here at the end, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you kind of give give some final thoughts. But um, I just want to say, like, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, that the truth should have nothing to hide. 
and to WMSCOG leaders, pastors, deacons, uh, even members watching this, um, we are inviting you sincerely, not not because we want to to harm you or attack you or make you look stupid. We're just inviting you to come and have a conversation, whether privately or as I think it should be done publicly on a platform like this so that um, people can hear and people can weigh both sides of the story. If you have the truth, then there should be no problem with coming and having a dialogue with us um, in a video and just letting people hear both sides. Um, even even Mormons, Mormon apologists will, will, will do public debates. Jehovah's Witnesses will do public debates with Christians. Uh, uh, Muslims will do public debates with Christians, Catholics, all sorts of, uh, of different uh, religions and different Christian denominations will, will come together um, and, and have dialogues, have debates, have discussions, present both sides. And so the fact that the World Mission Society Church of God does not do that, it just, honestly it just makes them look bad. It's just, it's just like yeah. if they want to make themselves look like a illegitimate, um, false, like kind of creepy cult, like <laughs> then keep doing that. Keep kind of hiding off in your own secluded corner, staying in your own echo chamber, and not not letting people actually hear your side of the story, um, that tells us that you have something to hide. It tells us that you're not confident enough to actually come out in a public forum and defend your your beliefs. And so, we're again this this YouTube channel um, is a great platform where you are invited to come do that. And it doesn't even have to be me. You know what I'd like more than for you guys, like a, a, a deacon or a pastor, to come on and talk with me or debate me. I'd love if you come on and just have a dis public discussion with somebody like Edgar, somebody who has been in the group for 11 years and who was very passionate about it and now sees things very differently. Come on with him and have a discussion and you share your side and let him share his side and, and I can moderate and we'll just have a a a, a respectful uh, conversation. Um, we, we've, we've put out this invite over and over, and I'm gonna keep doing it because I, I would really love to have that. I know in live videos in the past, we've had some, some current members jump on, but it doesn't happen very often. And uh, I'd love to actually be able to schedule something where it can be a little bit more um, you know, set up. I would love to moderate something like that to where both I can make sure both sides are, are being um, able to represent themselves fairly um so i just wanted to say that and then um edgar uh just just kind of as a final thoughts i just wanted uh you to share i know you have family um <clears throat> and friends in the group and i know that you're aware there's a lot of people that are uh still involved in this group so i just want you to maybe say some final words of like what would you want to say to those people that are still in the group uh, family and friends, um, what what kind of be on your heart to share to to those people? So, you know, right off the back, I want to tell all my loved ones, and this is not just family or friends, like every, everyone in the church, everyone in these, you know, organizations, but really my heart is 
obviously right now towards the church of god because part of that i know you know the ins and outs of you know the teaching and how the people you know how how they feel inside you know and with without the peace and i just want to tell everybody like you know i, I love every single one of you guys um, i'm praying for you guys and and hope that you guys um take the challenge you know it's not it's not about me don't you know it's not about jordan it's not about you know any any other christian it's about you know your your salvation your peace with god do you really feel that like you know is it, is it superficial is it you know do you say that you have peace then on a certain day when you make a mistake does that peace change do you all of a sudden not feel that same level of peace when you miss a sabbath day or when or when you when you don't tithe and, and if, if you do then that's not the gospel that the apostle paul didn't feel that if he made a mistake that his he was you know he lost his salvation and you know that he needed to wait for passover to come again the next year in order to you know right. feel secure again yeah. and or you know yeah. the sabbath and, and you know you know, honestly, don't think that I'm, you know, that I'm trying to attack, you know, the, the, you know, the members of the Church of God or just trying to, you know, fight with you guys or, or say that I'm right and that, that you're wrong. No, I'm, I'm honestly, I, I have nothing to gain out of this. I'm not, I'm not making any money doing this. I'm not getting famous. Oh, Edgar, did you this. not get your check yet? <laughs> Hey, no, right? <laughs> no, right? So, so I'm not, I'm not getting. That was a any, joke, by the way. That was a joke. And, and, and honestly, it's not like you know. Uh, I'm just gonna be looked at as public enemy number one with the yeah. with the you know last remaining relationship I have, you know, inside the church. Even with my, you know, I'm I, I'm telling people like my wife is still in the church. You know, I have close one. I have nothing to gain by doing this and everything to lose. But I'm doing this because it's the right thing to do and mm -hmm. you know god has put it in my heart to do this and and you know uh i cannot just you know uh, keep it to myself knowing that something that something is wrong because i would want somebody to to contend for me you know and 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 like the bible says freely you have received freely give and you know i believe that that it you know god commanded us to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations teaching them everything that he commanded us and so you know as christians we're called to do that so you know i'm gonna do what even if this you know rubs people the wrong way because i know that before you know things like this rub me the wrong way and mm -hmm. i would think you know certain things and you know i would be like man this person is just attacking my faith and you know doing doing all these things but you do these things in the hope that you know you plant a seed in someone and that you know th that person doesn't just believe what you say but examines if, if what you're saying is true and you know actually willing to to search the scriptures right. and you know study the bible with an open heart and open mind take take the lenses off take the glasses off for for you know for yourself just one day you know 
stay home, study the Bible, pray to God to empty out your head, everything that you learn, and just be humble. Come to God like a child and see if you don't see something different when you start reading the scriptures for what they really are. And, you know, reading these books from the beginning, reading the context, you know, understanding what's going on in these churches, why Paul's writing to Galatians, how they, how he had established the church left and then comes back and they're turning to another gospel so he begins to explain to them the the what the gospel is again he's reiterating the the freedom in christ and and how not to why would you go back to being a slave after accepting the truth and giving them you know telling them that they're going to be slaves like you know like the he gives the examples that they understand like abraham and ishmael and, and isaac and how ishmael was you know uh he according to the law he was supposed to receive the inheritance but it wasn't according even though it was supposed to be according to the law it was given to isaac through a promise it was a gift and how later he compares that in galatians 4 he's talking about old covenant new covenant old covenant you're you're a slave and and you know new covenant it's the free gift and you now you understand you read from the beginning you're seeing the context you're understanding why paul's using these examples why he's you know in our days he would use you know uh, an apostle would give us an example that we would understand he's speaking to to you know the people that they've grown up with understanding abraham and abraham's stories so of course he's going to give them examples like what what, what I'm, my point is this when you when you're reading the book of galatians from the very beginning understanding the context you're going to realize when you get to galatians chapter 4 that he's not secretly introducing a a, a <laughs> modern god in korea yeah. i i trust me when i tell you that like that was not his point and um you know and that when you read all these books you know from the beginning you're going to realize these things you're really seeking with a, with a honest humble heart and mind you know you're, you're going to see and so my encouragement to you know all the members is to really you know you know ask god and and you know see pay attention to those you know to those things that are in your heart and mind because that's your spirit telling you something that's your spirit telling you something's not sitting right when you see that you know you guys just keep preaching to the you know the the uh, wealthy the the university students you know every time that you know uh, you, you we the church of god never goes out to the places of poverty where the people actually need help but the times they will help the homeless or do a sock drive and or it's all the news it's the news the media that's the only time they go to those areas is when they when they make a huge deal about it it's never it's never from the heart it's never it's never heart so you know even the what does jesus say you know when you when you give make sure your hand that your don't sound the trumpet yeah don't sound the trumpet your left hand don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing and, and and don't do your works before like to be seen by men exactly. or you have your reward. It's like, yeah, read, read Jesus's words, guys. Just read those things and see that like the, the yeah, this, the WMSCOG claims to be so biblical and, and, and concerned about the commands of God. Like these things that Jesus emphasized, they just ignore. Sorry to cut yeah. you off, but I think that's, that's such no, a no, great no. point. And, and and you're you're absolutely right and pay attention to that and pay attention to you know jesus not only jesus the apostles the you know the the, the 
disciples, the early brothers and sisters. Look at, read the book of James. You know, the church of God tends to always spiritualize things that doesn't benefit them. So, oh, when the Bible says help them, you know, the poor in spirit, or, oh, that's a spiritual, like we, we, when Jesus was hanging out with the, the, you know, the blind or healing blind, and that was a spiritual, he, he wasn't really trying to hang out with you. They, it had a spiritual meaning. Well, then why did, in, in, why in James, does James say, you know, look out for the, you know, the orphans, the widows, you know, well, what, what's the, what's the spiritual meaning behind that? You know, when the Bible says, you know, they knock on your door and, you know, they say they're hungry and you, you close the door in their face and say, you know, stay, stay how hungry. And, and, yeah. yeah. How is that? How is that spiritual? That those physical. Jesus said, even a cup of water, whatever, you know, if you give a cup of water, one of these, these brothers of mine, you also did to me. You know, like, a and it's it's whoop. it's interesting, Edgar, that you know that that scripture that they use so often, where Jesus says, you know, depart from me, I, I never knew you, and and there's there's the the sheep and the goats parable where Jesus says, you know, you, when I was hungry, you you fed me; when I was cold, you clothed me, and and so on. And he says, you did all these things, and when you did that. To the least of these you you did it to me and then he says you know basically these people are saved and and, and the ones who didn't do that or he says you know I, I i don't know you but it's interesting that the determining factor for for these people's relationship with god and whether they were okay or not doing the right thing or not had nothing to do with things like passover or sabbath jesus doesn't say you kept the sabbath and therefore you're good or you kept passover and so you know, uh, uh, you, you kept Passover whenever you did that, you did it with me. No, what he emphasizes is how they were treating and responding to people around them. Were they loving their neighbor? And these people were clothing and visiting those in prison and, and doing all these things that are like the exact opposite, the things that the WMSCOG actually teaches members not to do. And, and exactly. the, these are the deter these were Jesus's determinations, like the determining factors of whether or not they knew him and whether right. or not they were quote unquote saved was whether they were doing these things to the homeless and the, the those in prison and the hungry and the naked. And and so it, it had nothing to do with Passover or Sabbath. And that's just it is is so significant to me that all this comes back to like something that's been said in the past uh in the past video we talked about like the lesser the more the more weighty matters of the law and the the less weighty matters of the law and and jesus talked about how the pharisees would like they would strain out a gnat and swallow a camel and that's exactly what what these guys do is they focus on like the lesser less important less weighty less uh less significant things that god isn't as concerned about things that are just um more physical and outward and then they neglect the things that really matter ultimately like humility and love for neighbor love and kindness and compassion uh these are the things that jesus emphasized these are the things that seem to be emphasized that are important in god and, and these are things that are just seem to be consistently neglected by uh this group Again, it's, it, you know, again, you make a great point. Jesus was focusing on the change of the heart instead of, you know, outward, you know, legalistic righteousness. And that's one thing that, you know, these, these cults that they don't they don't understand that they, you know, to them, it's all about, you know, it's all about them. It's all about what you do. 
you know, as to where Jesus was always focusing on, you know, changing of the heart. And the only way you're going to change your heart is through the Holy Spirit, you know, and, and you know, God working in you and, and knowing who God is. Because, you know, we can say we love. That's one thing I realize is that even the word love, we throw the word love around a lot. Even, you know, people of the world say throw the word love around a lot. But and you're, you don't know who God is. If you don't know who Jesus Christ is, you don't know the word love. You don't understand the word love. You, you're not capable of loving without knowing the definition of true love, and that's Jesus Christ. And, you know, so really, like, again, you know, again and again, I'm going to stress the point. I'm going to encourage the members, like, really, you know, ask yourself, you know, like, do you really feel peace inside, you know? Like, do you, all these questions and doubts, like, you know, it, it just doesn't, you know, the things that doesn't click, don't put them to the back burner because trust me, they're not going to go away. Trust me, from the very beginning, I had questions and I had doubts and I kept pushing them in the back burner, in the back burner. And I was doing all these things for the church and it did nothing for me. I never got any peace out of it. I did everything that you asked me and I still got no peace out of it. And, you know, again, just I, I, I'm, I'm praying that, you know, uh, people open their eyes and, and open their hearts and minds, you know what I mean, and to to really to really understand what God is trying to tell us through the scriptures and what He's trying to communicate to us. Well, man, I'm looking forward to because uh, I got I could talk all night and day. I got so many verses that I want to bring up that are like for in a future time of like all the all my go tos. All my go-to verses where, you know, I would be like, you know, I would use the verse to specifically get someone when they would say, we don't need to keep the commandments. And, like, now, I'm, like, I look at that same You're verse. You're ready. Yeah. And, yeah, and I'm like, you know, that's why, you know, it's a, it really, like, anyone that wants to, you know, come on here, any you know, deacon, pastor, again, not for the not for, for me to be right, to prove that I'm right, or them to prove they're right, but for the benefit of the listener. If you really care about the listeners, you got to think how many members of the Church of God are listening to this right now. If you if you care about their souls, you know, if, if you feel that you have nothing to hide, then, you know, come come on here, you know, and uh, and let's talk, you know. Let, 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 let's see what the truth is, you know, and... Uh, and even, and you know, obviously the goal is, you know, to come on a platform, publicly debate, like, you know, the apostles, the, the early, early church members showed an example of. Even to the, the members that don't feel that they, they can do that, that have questions, you know, reach out, you know, reach out. I'm more than willing to sit down with anyone as well, like, you know, any any day, let me know, and, and you know, if, uh, as, uh, even if I have to take a day off work, you know, I'm more than willing to meet with anybody and, you know, uh, answer any questions, and, you know, you know, really, this is, this is all, this is all for the glory of God, so I'm just excited for the journey. Well, Edgar, thank you so much for, for sharing, uh, story and, and sharing that again i know it's been a super <laughs> long time coming i'm glad we finally were able to do this and uh i feel like it's it's just the beginning i feel like we just kind of scratched the surface of all that we could talk about and all that you could share 11 years inside of there is just a long time with a lot of experiences a lot of things that you saw um 
I, I'm sure you, you could probably tell us things that uh, w would surprise us and shock us uh, still. And, and I think, yeah, hopefully we can get to a lot of that um, in, in future videos. So I think this is just the beginning of, of you being on the channel. So yeah, thanks for being here. It's been a lot of fun. Hey man, thanks for having me and look forward to uh, doing a part two and sharing the message.